Welcome to the DL. This is the show where we talk about everything in the truck and equipment repair industry. It's my job to help inform and educate you on ways to help your business. We talk with technicians, business owners, associations, industry experts, manufacturers, and even a few you wouldn't think traditionally apply to your business. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The DL. I am your host, Tyler Robertson, the CEO and founder of Diesel Laptops. As you know, I love to talk about my two passions, entrepreneurship, and I love to talk about all things diesel repair. So today we're definitely going on the repair side of the equation. And with that, I would like to welcome our guest from a company you may not have heard of. You're going to after the show. So Derek with ThinkCar, welcome to the show, sir. Yeah, I appreciate it, Tyler. Thanks for bringing me on. Um, excited to share some of our some of our products, what we got going on, and, and kind of get the Think Car name out there a little bit more. Yeah, so we got some products we'll be going into here a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, one of them even has our logo on it. We'll we'll explain that whole okay. thing here as well. And I, I think more than anything else, can you give an overview of of, of who Think Car is and, and what do you guys do? Sure. So Think Car is a di we're a diagnostics manufacturer. Um, we really want to bring value to the market. Uh, we're really gearing toward DIYers. Uh, we got a whole DIY product line, um, something that the typical man, uh, mechanic at home can work on their vehicles. Um, we have some really nice interfaces that they can use um, with the products to diagnose their, their own vehicles. Um, but we also get on and we're, we're known for the professional side as well. So we have some of our professional tools here um, that, that technicians are starting to know more and more about. Um, we're more heavy on the hardware side. Our tools are meant to really diagnose a vehicle. Uh, unlike your products, they're not going to tell them how to fix a vehicle, but if the technician knows what they're doing, um, our tool will figure that out for them. Well, don't worry, off there, I'm totally going to hit you guys up about integrating some of our repair information into okay. some of your tools. So that, that conversation, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that off the, off the air. Um, but at the end of the day, so how long has ThinkCar been around for? Because I, I never even really heard of you guys mm -hmm. until you guys kind of reached out and Correct. started engaging us with some stuff. Yeah, so ThinkCar, the, the brand has been around for about six years. Um, Manufacturing, we've been, we've been, the manufacturer's been around for over 40 years. So we definitely know diagnostics. Uh, we've definitely been diagnosing and manufacturing tools for a while. So we can definitely handle um, the market and, and, and the changes and all the new technology. So before we got on the air, you were like, oh, hey, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, you were in the HD and automotive a mm -hmm. little bit. Now, mm -hmm. now, now you're here in HD. Correct. And you said it was about 18 months ago. So as, if I did the math right, that's almost when the lockdowns kind of started, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, so you come on board. Were you guys like us? You had trade shows lined up and visits lined up and, and all did. that? We did. Yeah. So um, obviously we had APEC lined up, which is the, the biggest in the industry. Um, so we had to cancel a lot of that stuff. And a lot of that would have helped me learn more of the business. But you know we adapt and 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 we got to make it work. Yeah, yeah. Everyone had to figure it out real quick on how exactly. to like not visit people in person because of yep. everything that was going on. Yep. Um, and, and the whole reason I bring that up is it's very similar to what we have at Diesel Laptops. Mm -hmm. So like I was telling you before this, when we get salespeople that come here, they don't know anything about a truck, right? They mm -hmm. they couldn't even tell you two brand names off a truck. Maybe one if they got lucky and watched like a Correct. a movie lately or something, right? Yeah. Um, but then we, you know, and we've, we've tried to do it different ways. And the model we kind of landed on now is we had this elementary class. I don't know if you've got much of a tour. We had an elementary classroom downstairs. We at do. One it's point. awesome. Yes. Yeah. So we, it was an elementary classroom. And we did that free for the, uh, the employees that had elementary kids. Mm -hmm. And we hired a school teacher. But then obviously the pandemic's essentially over now for all, yeah. for all you know, aspects. Um, 
And we we were like, okay, this isn't working hiring one salesperson at a time. Mm -hmm. We need to hire three to five at a time. So we kind of retained the name Diesel Laptops and we hired a, a now not an elementary school teacher, but an actual trainer on our products and services. And we sent our employees through a 30 day like intensive Crash learn course, learn yeah. yeah, learn the industry. Yeah. Um, Diesel laptops boot camp. Yeah, exactly pretty <laughs> much. Because it, it is a whole nother world yeah. when you start talking all these terminologies. I mean it, it gets it gets intimidating also for a new a new salesperson. They're coming in, they want to make sure that they, they do a great job and you know the terminology I think is the is the biggest part where you start you know whoa you get a little intimidated but you know you start working through that for me I'm a, I'm gonna learn you know if I learn I get it in my hand and I make some mistakes and it's gonna help me learn quicker so when you're talking to customers about your tools do you guys get the question on does it do XYZ on truck ABC mm -hmm. do, you, do you get that question a lot from people yeah we uh, typically whenever we sell you know they want to know obviously the more the more um, um, the more popular things that it does. Yeah. Um, so we, we let them know exactly what it does. Uh, we're, we're kind of um, touching the HD market a little bit uh, deeper now. Uh, but for automotive, yeah, we'll, the customers will ask, well, does it do this, this, then that? You know? Yeah. And it, it's a hard question to answer because mm -hmm. you're like, do you realize how many make, models, and years, and exactly. how many commands and how many ECMs are on these mm -hmm. things? And, and we say that in our sales department all the time when people are like, will it do this on that? And our, our, our one salesman finally just started asking, is that important to you? Yeah. And he goes, he's like, 80% of the time they go, no, not really. <laughs> I was just curious. So he's like, You're just testing the waters. Yeah, he's like, well, buy one. We got yeah. a return policy. If you don't like it, send it back. Exactly. You know, that's, exactly. you know, so it, it's really hard to answer all those questions. I know that's what consumers want. And you, especially with you guys doing a lot in the DIY side, I got to imagine that customer market's a lot different than the professional tool market. It is. It is. And the, and the reason why is because, you know, mechanics know what they want. They know what they need. Yeah. Um, whenever, you know, a DIYer comes in, they, they think they know what they want. They think they know what they need. Um, so we have ways to get to that customer. And like I said, our DIYer would, would use like a, a Bluetooth like this, plug in, and then they would use their phone and app to run the diagnosis. And and with that, you know, it's it's really easy to go in there and do, and it, and it helps them out a little bit. And that's kind of what we focus on is helping them kind of navigate that a little easier. Yeah, and I think you know I'm a I'm a you know I run a my, my surprise people I have a 12 year old car right, yeah. so I, I drive an older car. Yeah. I got a little tool just because the check yeah. engine light comes on every once in a yeah. while. I gotta gotta hook him and do to it. And I, I take that though, and I'm like, man, we need that in the HD world mm -hmm. because in the HD world, you know what I see is I'm on a lot of Facebook groups and mm -hmm. I'm on these groups. And constantly drivers are on there taking screenshots of the little display on the dash. Like, okay. I have this code. What does it mean? Well, half the time, those codes that are showing up are, like, generic SAE codes. Yeah. And they don't know how to translate them to, like, proper P codes or the proper mm -hmm. Cummins code. And people just start guessing and spitballing and, and telling them to do ideas and telling them to do illegal, like, delete the, delete the emissions. It'll yeah. go away. You're like, yeah. okay, just go, go fix the problem first. Um, but let's let's talk specifically about some of your tools, and I, I think the first one to talk about is the diesel handheld, right? Yeah, yeah. So the idea with the diesel handheld is we just wanted to bring something to you at a at a more entry level for HD, um, yeah. and and the diesel the diesel handheld kind of does that, and it gives you the basic functionality as far as reading the air codes. Um, but what it also does is is your um, your regen or the DPF as well. Yeah, I mean that's the number one thing people always ask for is I just want to do a DPF regen. Yeah, and we're like, okay, and it used to be well, you got to buy this six thousand dollar tool, and then it was like, okay, we got mm -hmm. this forty five hundred dollar tool, Correct. and now we're all the way down to like five or six hundred dollar tool to just read codes, do regens. Correct. And I, I think the important thing is always 
people need to temperament their expectations a little bit, right? I think I think that's I mean that's that's all learning curve. You know, it's us getting the content out there to let the customer know, look, this is what it does. Um, this is the price point. It's at a, it's at a great price point. Um, and there's a lot of value in that DPF region. You know, that service is, you know, X amount of money and it's, and it's, um, you know, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, basically one problem, you don't have to go to the dealer to do a regen. It pays for itself. Correct. Right. And, you know, this one's obviously not tightly integrated into our repair mm -hmm. information and everything. Um, but at least gets you the codes. If the customer has a mobile phone, they can go on our diesel repair site. They can look up the fault codes. So they can kind of get by to know, mm -hmm. man, is this a serious thing or not a serious thing for around that $500 price point, exactly. which, is, which is huge in our industry. Exactly. So um, Do I have to pull off the road or can I keep going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, comparing that to the automotive industry a little bit, it, it's funny because now to me that seems, people keep saying, Tyler, why don't you guys do more automotive? Mm -hmm. I'm like, man. Well, first of all, I know nothing about automotive. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a, I'm a heavy truck guy, an equipment guy. Um, and I see a ton of tools in that marketplace. Yeah. Um, and it seems like, especially online, everyone's like racing to sell it for the cheapest price and, yeah. and all those things as well. Yeah. So how do you guys do that? Because there's a lot of big names in the automotive industry already, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you got everything from the Snap-on and Bosch's to $20 code readers and, and all these other companies out there. So how do you guys position yourself and try to go grow that business in the automotive industry? Yeah, like anything else, you know, it's competitive. You know, it, no matter what industry you get in, you're gonna you're gonna face competition. So what we what we've done is, like I said, we've we've kind of driven ourselves to go after the DIYer, um, create some tools to to be able to get him get them going. Um, when it comes to automotive tools, um, there's software costs that come with getting into your to your systems and and really doing a deep uh, diagnosis. So. What we've done is we've taken DIY tools and we've broke, broken those down. So with a professional tool, you want every manufacturer out there. Yep. Uh, you want to be able to cover every manufacturer. Where a DIYer doesn't need that. You know, they only need Toyota or they need Chevrolet. So we can break that down for them and they can only pay for that that software. Yep. Um, and what we've done with our professional tools is we, we've just brought tools out that we know the technician can use. Um, and they can diagnose, you know, 99% coverage of, of North American vehicles and 99% coverage of modules. So if the technician knows what they're doing, they can diagnose that vehicle and we bring it to the market at an at a extremely valuable price. Yeah. So what about, like, is that is that this guy here then? That's, is this that's, the, that would be this one there. Yes. Yeah. And what's the model of this one? This is a Pro S. Yeah. Think I mean, Tool Pro S. So I know people that are listening can't see it, but it's mm -hmm. a, you know, it's a, this is definitely a rugged tablet, right? Yes. I won't be afraid to drop this on the concrete Correct. and it, it's not going to have a problem. Touchscreen software looks nice, mm -hmm. all those things. So uh, basically for the auto guys, um, you know, what we've, what we've noticed, it's, it's really kind of weird. You know, in the HD industry, when we sell these aftermarket tools, it's almost like the guys get really upset at us, the customers, when it won't do like one thing. Yeah. And then we talk to the auto guys, they'll have a couple different ones because they're mm -hmm. like, well, that one's really good on import. That one's yep. really good on domestic. Yep. It's kind of assumed. And it's it's a hard aftermarket game in truck. I can't imagine automotive because like how many car manufacturers are even are even on this thing? It's got to be a pile. It, it's it's a lot of them. Yeah. It's a lot. Of, and and uh, there's even ones on there that you probably won't even see in North America. Yeah. So, and I'm assuming you guys kind of sell this worldwide. We do. This tool? Yep. Yes, correct. Cool. And I like it. It's got a nice small little, the mm -hmm. I, what, what, what do you guys call it, a dongle? It's a, a Bluetooth dongle, so yeah. that way you can connect to the, to the tool wirelessly so the technician can walk around. There's got a camera on it so he can take any photos so he can relate that information to the, to the customer. Yeah. What's the range? How far away can you walk away from this thing? Um, you know what? I think it's a, 
I'm not sure. I want to say about a 20-foot range or so. Yeah. Yeah, that's about typical for Bluetooth. At, yeah. least, at least I know with my phone and music playing on yeah. speaker, it seems like it <laughs> cracks out at me not too far away. Um, and then let's let's kind of let's kind of conversely go from the automotive mm -hmm. full tablet here to the more the HD one that you guys have going on. Absolutely. So um, again, uh, as you can see, it's it's a it's a rugged. You know, it's if you if you drop it, you know, it's not going to break. If you drop it a couple, three, four, five times, it's not going to break on you. Um, it's been tested. Um, not only that, it's kind of a tool that you, a truck driver can actually take it on the road with them and really get into some diagnosing if something's going on. Um, it, it hooks up to this dongle here, which runs a lot of the HD uh, manufacturers and brands out there. Um, and it's gonna do a lot of diagnosing on all the modules and, and, and really, it really it's really a, um, between the entry level, but it goes up the capabilities as far as some of your laptops that you have. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a solid tool. We've mm -hmm. obviously have some full-time testers here. Correct. We own trucks, we own ECMs. We got a lot of customers we go hook up mm -hmm. to. So they're, I know they're out there running it through its paces, trying Correct. to figure out, Correct. you know, where where it is and how it plays in the marketplace. And I think just having a lot of options for customers at Thin Day yep. is is a really a really important thing. Yeah, and that's what people are looking for. Yeah, and then what we've done also is uh, because it's Android, we've also given the customer the ability to have a browser on there. So a lot of tools don't allow their tools to have a browser to connect to the internet directly. So if they need to search for anything, they can do that. Um, Wi-Fi capabilities, so uh, it, it can do a lot. And if the customer needs to search so, for something, they can. So what I'm hearing is you guys need to like put a link in there to click it right to our repair information. And we can tie fault codes yeah, right to us. Yeah, we can do that so. or we can put your app right on it. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely need to have those conversations. Yeah. So maybe a little yeah. prelude to, to what's coming. We'll, exactly. we'll, we'll see and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, what now? COVID's over. Is it? Is it? Trade shows are starting to starting to happen again. Are you guys hitting the trade show circuit? We are. Um, we've already we've already confirmed Apex in November. Yeah. Um, so we'll be there November first. Um, this is actually our first trip out. We got a green light to come out here and visit diesel laptops, which, yeah. we've, been, which we've been wanting to do for a long time. So it's been great to come out here and and visit the facilities. Yeah, we're still like undecided. I'm, I'm really undecided what to do with trade shows. I, yeah. I mean, I know. You know, one part of my brain's like, you got to be there. There's customers mm -hmm. there. You got to go build your brand name, all those things. And on the other side of the coin, I look back at the last year and a half, and I'm like, okay, we did zero trade shows. We had a very, we grew 30% last year. Yeah. And I my bottom line's bigger than it was because I didn't spend half a million on trade shows. Tr so, far, so we're all sitting here like, what do we do? And then we, we look at the data, and we, we kind of look at what did it cost, and how many leads, and how many sales. Mm -hmm. we, we try to do that. And our biggest shows, the ones we go all out at, we sell a lot, but like the ROI is not as good as like the little regional ones where we just send sure. someone for a day or two. So I, I, I'm, I don't know. I think I think for me, trade shows also play a, a role in the direction of the industry. Yeah. And I think that's a, a big value in trade shows because you get to go there and you get to see new products that sometimes may not even make it to the market, but you know you get to go there and see the uh, what's going on and what's up and coming and what other companies are doing. It kind of gives you idea, kind of get your brain going and, and, and things start working like I, that. I will say I missed the networking. That mm -hmm. was the, the one thing we really pivoted to at the trade shows was we would go to the trade show and then we would do like a VIP customer event at the show. Like yeah. that was invite yeah. only. Yeah, so that awesome. was that was almost better than the actual booth because you got people to come hang out with you, potential customers yeah. and strategic partners yeah. and uh, strategic vendors to come hang out with you for two hours, drinking beer and throwing axes at wood, right? Yeah, so awesome. It's all those things that you don't think are that have value that actually do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited to see where you guys keep going with this and everything. 
I, you know, I know we're we're stocking just some of your products, obviously, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. where where do people go if they actually want to buy everything? Is it distribution? Is it direct? How do you how you guys set uh, up? We do distribution. We do direct to customer as well. Uh, we have our site thinkcarus.com uh, as well, where we sell a lot of our products. Um, we do we do some podcasts on there as well to kind of go over some of our products because the biggest thing is if we're going DIY, we want to make sure that the they're educated on our tools. Um, and like you said in the beginning, the lingo. Sometimes you know they get lost in the lingo and the industry yep. um, talk and stuff like that. So yep. yeah, and I think it's really important with the DIY audience is not just like here's a tool, but here's a here's a community, whether it's Correct. podcasts or a mm -hmm. forum or, or something to let people yeah. just help each other. We've thought about doing that here too. Like we have a forum, we don't really push it hard as we should. And there's yep. still things that go on there. Um, and the one I'm kind of leaning towards now is actually setting up like a private Facebook group. Yeah. So like a diesel laptop power user Facebook group and just invite all our customers on there. And I'm like, man, maybe they can like help each other yeah, I mean, <laughs> and they don't call us, but I don't know if usually, that works. I mean, usually that's the way people learn the most is by their peers. So it's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Everyone loves social media these days also. It, it's a whole new world <laughs> as now. We were talking a little bit about that. You know, like I just said, I'm not sure about trade shows. We don't do magazines. We mm -hmm. don't do billboards. We don't have people out visiting customers and actually showing them anything. Yeah. So I, I tell it to people, and a lot of people are like, "Well, how the hell do you sell anything?" I'm like, exactly. Because there's a different and better way, in our opinion. But yeah. you know, to each to each their own. And um, you guys are you guys are making all the right moves. You're talking to the right people and yeah. getting your name out there. And it, 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 it's a hard it's hard to get into certain niches. Yeah, we I mean we also have ATIS that just came out as well. We're launching our own ATIS uh, calibration tool, so okay. we're excited about that as well. Yeah, for auto automotive, I'm assuming. Automotive, and we're we're definitely gonna look into HD. Yeah, it's it's amazing how much how much all that safety stuff is coming up now. Like yeah. in the last year and a half, I just keep hearing more and more about it. Mm -hmm. um, I know it, 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 the part that's interesting to me is it's like a prelude to robots driving cars and trucks, essentially, right? It's good, yeah. Because it's really radars and sensors mm -hmm. monitoring what's going on and alerting you, and it's like the next pebble throw is really. Well, now I got a robot driving my truck because oh, all yeah. these sensors I mean, and things are doing good. Those sensors are for the car to think more and are for us to think less. Yeah, yeah. So, and at the end of the day, every study they always do is it saves lives. It's yeah. like people fight it wearing a seatbelt yeah. back when that first happened, right? Yeah, and then right. it saves a bunch of lives. And it's really the same same with all this other new technology coming around. Um, it, it's, it's interesting times in our industry. So the question I get asked a lot is... Tyler, you're called diesel laptops, mm -hmm. EV trucks are coming, and you guys are doing stuff with mobiles and handhelds and other stuff too, right? Do you guys get the question about like EVs and electric vehicles replacing diesel? Is that topic come up at all with clients or internally? Yeah, I mean, not as much in the automotive industry. I mean, we just launched, uh, we have some Tesla capabilities with our one of our uh, Bluetooth dongles. Oh, that's huge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that's, that's a huge thing for us as well. But um, as of right now, no, not as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're starting to, we just, we get that question. But then when mm -hmm. you talk to, and that's, I think it's outsiders that are reading headlines. And then when you talk to insiders, they're like, look, there's 9 million commercial trucks exactly. on the market. They're selling a quarter million a year. Yep. Industrial engines are still expected to grow like three or 4% a year mm -hmm. for the next 20 years. Like it's, it's an industry that's going to be here for a long time, regardless. Uh, of, the growth the growth is there right now. And the projection is, is still pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. So plenty of, plenty of room to run there and everything. Yeah. And then the other question I ever, I always get asked too is, was Tyler, when I first started diesel laptops, they were like a couple people that were like kind of a little naysayers. So like, Tyler, what are you going to do once everyone has a diagnostic tool? Yeah. Like who, who do you sell one to again? And I always point to the auto industry because I'm like, you know what? 
that industry has been selling automotive diagnostic tools for 30 years and people exactly. are still buying them at a, at a quick clip. Exactly. So I yeah. think both our industries are pretty safe for, for quite a long time. Well, I mean, people love the, the latest and greatest tools. So whether they have one or not, um, they're always going to want the better one. There's always new models, new coverages, new new things, and, and the world keeps evolving and changing. I mean, if a technician can change out a $8,000 toolbox because they want the newest one, I mean, why wouldn't they do that <laughs> with their tool? I 100% agree with you. So, well, with all that said, I, it's really been great having you come on here. Yeah, much appreciated. Um, what did I what did I miss? Did I did I miss anything at all? No, I think we I think we covered it all. All right. Well, very cool. If someone wants to reach out to you directly, I know you kind of gave the website of the company out there. Uh -huh. Are you on LinkedIn or email or what's the best um, way to get a hold of you? The best way, you know, if if you have any questions about our product, uh, you can reach me at my email, uh, D-E-R-E-K, Derek K at thinkcarus.com. Well, you guys have been terrific to work with. I know we did a, I, I know these things are selling at a, a pretty good clip and everything. Yep. Got great feedback from all the customers and everything. Excited to keep working with you guys and, and see where we can help keep solving clients' problems. Likewise. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tyler. Awesome. Well, hey, I always end every episode by saying it's not just diagnostics, it's diagnostics done right. And of course, you guys play a big part in that whole ecosystem. Yes, so sir. appreciate you coming on the show. And with that said, we'll call it an episode. Thank you for watching and listening. Thank you.